0: Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. I had one of the most, uh, what I think would be a life changing experiences Uh, last weekend. I got an opportunity to go to Washington, D.C., for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association's World Summit in Defense of Christian Persecution. And guys, I've got to tell you, we have uh, Wesley, we got Jordan in studio today. And uh, that summit opened my eyes so much to Christian persecution and, and what's going on around the world. And and I know I've had a couple of conversations with you guys about it. But to start off, I, I really think a, a really pertinent question is this. When you hear the word Christian persecution mm-hmm. in the world, what comes to your mind?
1: The stories and acts, I think, of, uh, you know, martyrs of, you know, Stephen and Polycarp, mm-hmm. I guess Polycarp wasn't the next, but, you know, Paul and all of those, um, that's, I guess, iconic when it, when it, uh, in reference to, uh, Christian persecution. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And the thing is, there are stories that reminis that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of remind you of those guys. Um, it, but the thing is they're happening yeah. today mm-hmm. and I think, and, and this is the, the kind of the heart of what I want to get to today one of the the topics of discussion one of the themes that kept coming across while we were um talking at the summit was is the american church apathetic mm. when it comes to christian persecution and wesley i know you have you know really kind of your finger on the heartbeat of of the american uh christian culture do you think the american church is apathetic or do you think it's just we don't know
1: well um that's a hard question because mm. there's so many different um Areas there, and you, there's then there's other discussions to be had on you know whether that person really is a Christian or not because it's hard to be a Christian, yeah, be ap- you know, apathetic toward Christian mm-hmm. persecution. So, um, I guess in general, generally speaking, I think we, um, have a I mean, with all the other organizations and ministries out there that are focused on that, such as the um. Um, March of the martyrs, of the martyrs. There and go. there's a handful. Uh, Open Doors USA, a couple other places like that. I don't know. You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah.
0: we and this is why I wanted to bring this up. Engage. We talk mm-hmm. about
1: persecution sure.
0: regularly, and we have our orange letter campaign. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, to answer your question, now that I thought
1: about it, <laughs> <take> <laughs> I I'll, I'll be honest. That yeah. was my fault. No. I didn't prep Wesley for no, that question. No, no, no. No, that's okay. Oh, after thinking about it for just a second, you know. I think it's hard, even in our, in our best effort, to put ourselves in that type mm. atmosphere. We can talk yeah. about it, and it's important we talk about it, and we can su- support ministries like Voice of the Martyrs. We can write our orange letter campaigns, but even in even Peter said himself, "Look, there's no chance I'm going to deny you." You know, right? You know right. what and, I mean? And
0: now, here's the thing: we've mentioned the orange letter twice. Tell tell our listener what what the orange letter is
1: the orange letter campaign is a project that we do try to do once a year we've already done once and we're going to try to do it this upcoming year where we have the opportunity to partners with partner with e3 partners Mm -hmm. which is a ministry that uh has a um uh, a connection with the persecuted christians in in third world countries and so we pick a different location each year and we write letters or we call them the Orange Letter Campaign. Explain a little bit about the, why we call it the yeah, Orange yeah. Letter Yeah, so uh,
0: if you'll remember a couple of years ago, ISIS marched out 20, uh, it was actually 20 Coptic Christians, and there was one um, other person, um, and marched them out in orange jumpsuits and and just slaughtered them all in on video, and then released the video. What was interesting, the last guy, the 21st, was not a Christian, um, but they gave him the chance to, to basically say uh, an Islamic creed, and he said, I can't. Mm-hmm. Their God is now my God. Wow. After he saw their faith. Um, and so 21 Christians were killed that day. So and, that's that's why we and call and that's it why the Orange, orange Letter campaign. Right. We stand in solidarity with these men who gave their lives So go to, go to
1: engagemagazine.net, check out, uh, you can go to the search bar, click, and type in Orange Letter, Orange mm-hmm. Letter Campaign, and it'll pull up. we got several articles. We've even got testimonies of, of those we, uh, we have first person
0: testimonies, men who have uh, experienced persecution firsthand. But it brings up a question: We cover this once a year, primarily. Mm-hmm, now we we talk mm-hmm. about it throughout the year, but we spend one week out of the year really focused on it. And one of the questions that I've gotten from from listeners and from from readers is: How can we keep up with um, with these stories? How can we hear stories? Because let's face it, these stories are not going to be covered on Fox, right. on CNN. On things like that, so I, I can, uh, I think we can just kind of go around and, and tell where we do this. But one of the things that I follow is AFA's News Service One News Now. They talk about Christian persecution and different things that's going on on a fairly regular basis. But there's another one called uh, I Commit to Pray uh, mm-hmm. dot com, and they. Will tell all kinds of stories. And Wesley, you have a a book that's published every year that you check out and and uses a really good resource.
1: Yes, it um and the name escapes me we right the off the top of my head. But in this book, you can open it and it's got every country in the whole world. And within that book of all the countries, it's got you know it's got it's got informations like geography, the amount of people, sure. the religion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you like a, a synopsis of that country, so you can kind of get a feel for it. Uh, and the culture, the atmosphere. But then it takes the next page is one of my favorite parts and it talks about ways that God has answered prayers mm. in that country and oh, how good. God is working. And then next page over, this is for each country now. Wow. Next yeah. page over it talks about ways we can from this point forward continue to pray and things that we're asking God to do. So it shows exactly what God's been doing over a certain amount of years. I think they I think they redo their up I think they update their book every uh, two three, years every, every uh, three to five years two oh, okay. years something like that but I'm gonna while we're talking here I'm gonna look up the name of that because we need to know the name yeah of that absolutely book. Mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh,
0: and we'll also put that on our uh podcast show notes so slash podcast you can always find that out you know there's a couple of other ones persecution.org I think mm-hmm. um you see the .com, but that's a, a great resource open doors uh the bill uh, Samaritans purse they keep up with these stories as well so there's a ton of resources and we'll link all of those in the show notes Uh, But, guys, it leads us to the next question, and and it's one that, uh, one of the things that a speaker said at the summit uh, a couple weeks ago is that Christians in America, he said this, they're not, it's not that they're apathetic, but what it is, is that they feel that they can't help all of persecution. Yeah. So they don't help at all for persecution. So if they can't come up with a solution for every piece of persecution then they feel that they can't do anything that's worthwhile. The problem with that thinking, gentlemen, is that it foregoes helping one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. It misses yeah. helping one mm-hmm. person and we can indeed help one person. And and there's a couple of different ways. One of the most interesting things that I found that was completely new to me was talking about um, and, guys, I, I did not know this until this, this summit, but when American dignitaries visit foreign lands, very often they're given a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper is names of, of men and women in jail who are having their human rights violated. Mm. And typically it's because they're Christian. So if there's an American dignitary going to China, going to, um, you know, sometimes we visit North Korea or Vietnam, somewhere like that. They have a list of names for people in prison, mm. and the dignitary will simply say, how's so-and-so doing? You know, for years, we followed uh, Pastor Abedini. Yeah. Uh, what was his first name? I don't remember. I can't recall. Okay, anyway, nah. so uh, Pastor we'll Abedini. We'll look that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what would happen, Saidi. Saeed, there you go. Thank you, Jeremy, our producer. He is the, the knower of mm-hmm. all things. <laughs> Jeremy, I just need to ask you instead of Google from now on. But <laughs> the thing is, when a dignitary would go, they would say, how's Saeed Abedini doing? And what that does is it lets the foreign government know America is aware of this person in prison. America is watching. Mm -hmm. And, And it honestly, it brings them better treatment, if nothing else. Yeah. It might make them skip a beating for a day.
1: Let me ask you also about that conference, and before I do, yeah. I got a question about that. But before I do, the name, the book, the name of the there book. There we go. Yeah, it's yeah. Operation World. Operation World, the, the 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 definitive prayer guide to every nation, and so we'll put that link up yeah, on yeah. our. Yeah, you can get that on uh, Amazon. Uh, a Christian that, that's you know concerned about the Great Commission, which we should, all should be, you've got to have that book in your. Um, mm. And we we use that book once a month here at AFA. The men the men uh, at afa get together and we use that book and we pick a different country and we pray for the needs of each country here at american family association so uh we use that book regularly all right question about uh christians and the persecution uh arena that we're talking about today what have you i lost my train of thought
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll tell you while you're getting that
1: there's one other way uh because and and here's the thing
0: we haven't mentioned prayer yet but prayer is an incredibly big thing when we Mm -hmm. pray we actually have an article um we did a whole series of articles on praying for the persecuted church again that's all at
1: engagemagazine.net i got it there we go uh Mm -hmm. now when you were at the conference did Mm -hmm. they ask you or did they have a sense that some christians may feel less of a christian because they're not experienced that right right. Mm -hmm. i'll be honest with you you know what i mean yeah i do know what you mean because
0: i felt that yeah yeah um but i will say this at the summit there was none of that okay um now let me say this there were over 600 people at the conference from um i didn't expect that being at the conference but they they discussed that you know they really didn't and i think part of the reason they didn't discuss it was because the vast majority of people there had experienced persecution okay well there you Um, go yeah, yeah i i got a chance to interview um a pastor Originally from Russia, he moved to Uzbekistan to preach the gospel and to plant churches, and he was in jail for four years. Yeah. Um, I got wow. an opportunity to meet and talk with a um, um, a lady who was born in Germany, married in Germany. Her and her husband moved to Turkey to plant a church. Her husband was murdered mm. um, and uh, while he was presenting the gospel to a group of young men. And what was amazing to me is she said – she asked their daughter – they have two daughters – uh, one had already, I think moved away. Um, and their youngest was 13 and she asked her, okay, do you want to take your father's body back to Germany or do you want to bury him here in Turkey? Mm. And she said, mom, dad gave his life for Christ here. He loved the people of Turkey. Right. We don't have a choice. We have to bury wow. him here. Wow, yeah. wow! And not only did they bury him there, but the family's going back to Turkey to plant more churches. Mm-hmm is it i mean so it's not a question of you're are you a lesser christian sure sure yeah but i do think the question is okay if you don't experience persecution how do you handle the responsibility and the freedom because you have an opportunity to serve christians who are being persecuted we're going to talk a lot more with this uh with steve crampton in our next segment you're not going to want to miss that but here's the thing before we even come back from the break pray for the persecuted Christians across the world. And if you want to know more, if you want to know how to serve, you can always find out more information
1: at engagemagazine.net. We'll see you in a few minutes.